Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to join us here on The Clark Howard Show, where it's about you being empowered with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, more of your information at risk. And it's just one of those things, just shake your head when you hear these things. And then on a positive note, coming up later, there's a new report, where we're the happiest in the United States. What places tend to make people the happiest to live? You might be surprised by some of the states that are the happiest to be in. So I want to talk right now about a shift that's coming in how our phones work. We, on this issue, have been way behind most of the rest of the world. It's been very common in a lot of countries that there are these... um, I don't know, I'm trying to think exactly how to describe it, almost like portals that you go to. Like, if you think about originally, Yahoo was a very popular place you went to that you'd go to like a home screen on a computer, and then you could do a zillion different things from that home screen, from communicating to buying to checking email to reading news stories, whatever. But nobody really created that kind of thing that was seamless and worked extremely well on your phone in the United States. And we spend most of our time now with electronics on our phones, not on laptops or computers. That's why Yahoo became such a weakling. So in, uh, in many other places in the world, there are these portals you use is where you do so much of what you do through your day, where you buy things, where you communicate with people, where you picture message, all these different things. Well, now Apple is working really hard to set up that kind of thing for people who use iPhones and iPads and Max to try to create a compelling reason that people here in the United States where Apple's very strong and elsewhere in the world where Apple is extremely weak to try to create a more compelling reason why people would use Apple's system. And one of the things that Apple is doing, mimicking what has worked so well overseas, is creating an opportunity for people on Apple devices to be able to communicate with companies as an example where inside the app that you use for a particular business to allow you to communicate with that business in various ways, including uh, as an example that was in a story in the Financial Times of London, Delta Airlines has come up with a procedure where Apple customers are able, after a flight cancel or delay, to communicate with Delta through the Apple platform and Delta's app and be able to get quicker, potentially better help right away. 
a lot of what will be available on the Apple platform, also copying something that's been very popular in China with WeChat, is where artificial intelligence is used, where instead of having to wait for a human, the app will be able to respond to your requests where you'll type a message in the app and it will respond to you um, and we'll see hit or miss over time how well the customer service is you get, how quickly it solves the problem you're having and shortens the time of inconvenience you have. So this is, this is great because when a company starts this kind of innovation, what will come out of it is things that are really helpful to consumers is really hard even to know right away. Anyone who has used things like WeChat outside the United States, like I have, knows already how helpful all the various things are in their platform, in their portal. And we are almost certainly going to see this kind of thing moving forward in the United States. Facebook tried to do this kind of integrated thing with how much commercial activity there is on Facebook, but because people have lost faith in Facebook, I don't think they're a viable candidate to be the source of allowing people to communicate and to do various things that we don't even think of right now, but people overseas do expect their phones to be able to do seamlessly. And I guess the only bad thing about it is it may make people who already spend too much time on their phones spend even more time on them. But the first best thing you'll see is not having to wait on hold with the really terrible music, with the company telling you how much they value you while they leave you on hold forever. I had the funniest thing with a customer no service number the other day. So I call it and it says, you know, our system may disconnect you, but call back. So I had to call three times because the first two times the customer no service system disconnected me. And finally on the third try, I got to a human. That's definitely a company that does not value me. Christine's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Christine. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you, Christine. So Mm -hmm. you have a question about a modern technology that's spreading like wildfire across the country. Tell me. (laughs) Yes, um, these uh, doorbells that are supposed to have video where you can see who comes to your door and who's there, you know, that kind of stuff for you know, for safety reasons, you know, um, you know, living alone, I don't like to answer my front door anyway. But, yeah, and my question is, I've researched a couple of different ones, but there's so many different things, and one of them had so many bad reviews, but then so many people I know like it, and then another one has good and bad reviews. But, you know, the differences are like your pixels, one's 720, one's 1080, One's by battery, one runs by one runs through the your electric or through the hookup of your original doorbell, hardwired, I guess it is. Sure. And then they have 
One of them has theft replacement warranty, which is good. The other one doesn't. One's $3 a month, one's $5 a month for as far as, you know, how much you pay to to have the, the video done. Well, both of are, if you're talking about the two bigs, which are, um, which are Nest and Ring, Yes. Because when you mentioned those amounts per month, that immediately made me think of Nest and Ring. Yes. yes. With, with them, um, they're both great. Mm-hmm. They really both work. People that are griping, I don't know what they're griping about. I will tell okay. you based on my own experience, having one that can be hooked in to the wires of your original doorbell is a Mm -hmm. lot less hassle than one that's easier to install initially, but having to deal with the battery, either replacing or charging, depending on how each system operates, I think the one Mm -hmm. wired in is always going to be my first choice. Um, the, The quality of the video you get, I mean, people arguing about 720 versus 1080, you really got to give me a break there. That's... the video (laughs) quality is extraordinary i can look right now at my video doorbell and see what's going on and it's so easy and they just work so the thing about theft i'm not i guess it could happen but i've never heard of the crime (laughs) being somebody steals your video doorbell (laughs) <laughs> so I, I wouldn't worry about that. You know, the way I try to make the decision as best yeah. as possible, if you're going to get other security features, because both of these are the two bigs. There are lots of others that you probably haven't heard of that are selling video doorbells, and that's all you want. You can get ones that don't charge you a monthly fee, that that make the video available and all that. I mean, you can... If you're just doing standalone, you don't need to do Ring or Nest. But the advantage of them is they're part of an entire ecosystem of other devices you can get, where you can okay. you can have whole house security systems. Like you walk in a Costco, and they're selling the Ring whole house security system right there on the floor. You just put the box in your cart and take it home and you install your own whole house security and then you can add into it the doorbell you can add into it cameras of various levels of sophistication that you have around your house and that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to create where you have strength on strength on strength and you're part of their system just like with the phones i was talking about a minute ago where they're trying to get you to um to go either android or apple and then you get and all the other devices that they have. This is the same idea with the home security and the video doorbells. So I think you just make your choice based on whether you're going to buy the other components, you already have some of the other components, or otherwise just which one you got the best deal on because you'll be happy with them. Brian's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Brian. How are you, Clark? It's a pleasure. Well, great to have you here, Brian. You were thinking of paying off your home. How close are you to that? Uh, Well, it depends. My wife and I have a recent grandbaby, so we're thinking about moving about two and a half hours away. I owe about $135,000 on my house. Everything else is paid off, so we're going to double up on the mortgage. 
And my question is, is am I better off to pay off my house, move to a new area and buy my house outright cash at a lower price or move now, buy my house and then pay off the new house once I get to my new area, if that makes sense. Wow. Okay. I'm a little confused about that. So the okay. old the old house, are, are you, the like house you're living in right now, are you selling it or are you keeping it? I want to either pay it off and, and or sell it and then apply that money to my, by my grandbaby. Okay. So congratulations on being a granddad. Thank you. Um, as far as the house you have right now, with it, okay, what are the odds you're ever going to want to say, yeah, it's really great living near the grandbaby, but we miss where we've been living. We're going to go back, and then when we want to visit the grandbaby, we'll just drive the two and a half hours. Mm, probably not. The house I have is too large for us, so it's only two of us. We've got four plus bedrooms, so I'm looking to scale down from sell a two-story to a one-story. Sell the house. Just one sell story. it. Yep. <laughs> okay. Just sell right it. Off, I mean, keep right it simple. Bat. There's no. Okay. There's no upside to doing financial contortions. You sell that, and then you're in a position potentially to buy a smaller, more modest dwelling near your grandbaby. And as I gathered from what you said, you'd just be able to pay cash for that. Well, after uh, it, well, my thought was is I was going to pay my house or pay my house off here, and that would be in five to seven years. So if I sell my house here and move two and a half hours away to where the grandbaby is, I will owe probably seventy five thousand versus one hundred thirty five thousand that I get to pay off here. So it's less money closer to the grandbaby to pay off the house. All right. So you're and not can, moving to be near the grandbaby now. No, well, I mean, I want to. My choices are pay off my uh, pay off my house in five to seven years, go to the new city with that cash in hand and buy a house, or sell my house now, take the equity in my house, and apply that to a new house towards the grandbaby. That makes the most sense. Which one? The last one. The last one. <laughs> if what you really want is to move the two and a okay. half hours, be near your grandbaby, just keep it simple. If the okay. marketplace will support selling the house you have right now, just go ahead and sell it. And then okay. the proceeds you have, you use to be able to pay for at least a, a substantial portion of the new right. home where you're moving. I think there are times that you don't need to overcomplicate. Just, just do that and go. You're in a position where whatever debt you take on with the new property, it sounds like you're going to be able to extinguish it pretty quickly Look at doing either a, a five-year arm on it if you okay. think you're going to be able to pay it off very quickly, or go to a credit union and do a 10-year fixed-rate mortgage. Only credit unions tend to do those, but that would be potentially a great product for you to have in order to get that house. Today's Clark Rageous moment includes another exclamation point about why you need to be careful what information you ever fill out on any form ever for any doctor's office, lab, testing facility, hospital, outpatient surgery center, you name it. There's a new investigative report from ProPublica, I think it's a publica, whichever way you say it, that found that 
health data of millions and millions of Americans is completely unprotected on the internet, and they were able to find medical data on more than 16 million people just looking around, not too much trouble, names, birth dates, and in cases where people filled it out on the forms, their social security numbers. Every medical office pretty much puts on their forms that they want your social security number. Security in the medical industry is pathetic. Do not fill in that social security number. They insist on having one. I have a list of fake ones on Clark.com. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. ClarkDeals.com is our bargain posting site, where we post deals for you around the clock, seven days of the week. How'd you like to be happy? Well, there was a study done by WalletHub of what are the factors that tend to make people the happiest. And there are 31 factors that they checked. And income is only one of them. In fact, as I've talked about in the past, generally, depending on um, where you live in the country, an income level of somewhere around 70000 or so can be a little higher in some high-cost markets that above that amount, it makes no difference in your happiness. Below that amount, you could be really struggling financially, and it does lead to unhappiness, but more money beyond a certain point doesn't make people happier. Other factors do. And so they took those factors and weighed them and came out with where in the country people are the happiest. And they rate on many different things in terms of the community you're in, the uh, general work environment in a state, and something that sounds a little like psychobabble, but it's likely real stuff about your emotional and physical well-being, which you know states rank differently in those categories. So where of the 50 states... Do people generally seem on the 31 measurements overall to be the happiest? It's Hawaii. And what's fascinating about that, if you spend as much time in Hawaii as I have, people who live in the Hawaiian Islands permanently generally struggle financially because it's expensive to live there. But they're usually so happy. That's just my subjective thing. And this measurement says they're the happiest. Second place, Utah. Third, Minnesota. Fourth, California. Fifth, New Jersey. We have a Jersey girl here. Kim is from New Jersey. Why did you ever leave if it's the fifth happiest place in America? I was 13 and my dad got transferred, and that's what you do when you're 13. Okay. But you said recently you went back 
on a visit and you couldn't believe how nice people were and how nice everything is. Totally, because I think after 30 years of living somewhere else, I just kind of created this mythology of Jersey in my mind, and it was wonderful. I loved it. New Jersey is not Newark. Exactly. No, if, I, I don't mean to offend you if you're from Newark, but um, let me round out the top 10. Idaho, Massachusetts, Maryland, Nebraska, Connecticut. Now, um, I... I just got to, because people want to know, what are the places people are the most unhappy in the United States? So, poor West Virginia. I mean, West Virginia, so many different things. West Virginia has been having a really tough time, and it comes in 50th place, followed by Arkansas, followed by Alaska. Why would people be unhappy in Alaska? It's great. Anyway, Mississippi, Louisiana, Kentucky, Alabama, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Missouri rounds out the bottom 10. So everywhere else, you're somewhere in the middle. But if you want to be the happiest and you want your wallet to love you too, maybe you go to number two, Utah. But if you want to be the happiest, happiest, and not worry about the wallet loving you, Hawaii is calling your name. Sarah is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Sarah. Hi. So, Sarah, have you ever thought about moving anywhere else in the country? Or have you lived many different places in the United States? No, I've only lived in Atlanta for my whole life. One <laughs> city have... your whole life. Oh. Well, yes. <laughs> and you love it. Um. I don't know about that, but um, I've been here for so long. I've just created a, a life here, and my mom is here, so I'm probably not going to leave anytime okay. soon. Because, you know, anytime you talk to anybody from Atlanta, their number one complaint is traffic. Yeah, I just wish we had a better public transportation system. Well, I, I don't know that's going to happen. Well, Sarah, how can I be of service to you? Um, I'm calling because I'm thinking about buying a big TV this year. And I wondered if you had any recommendations as to when I should do this. Should I wait till Black Friday or does it really matter? Oh, it does matter because the historical averages show that even though TVs are, are cheap anyway, I mean, it's amazing how inexpensive they are. If you wait till Black Friday week, you will find the best prices of the year that week, almost without exception. But in order to get the best deal, you have to ignore brand name. Okay. Because the best deals on TVs through Black Friday week, because it's not really a day anymore, the, right. the best deals are going to be on typically third-level brands. You know, okay. the manufacturers now will have TVs that can be very similar to each other, but will have um, a different cabinet on it. You know, they'll make some changes to the cabinet. Uh, they may make a couple of changes with the features, but they'll have TVs that are virtually identical at three different price points, three different brand names on them. 
So the really great Black Friday deals will often be what I call fake brand names. They'll be brands that you're like, what's a, what is that? I've never heard of that. Don't worry about it. The picture will be great. The TV will be great. And according to Consumer Reports data over a number of years, the TVs are incredibly reliable now, regardless of what brand you buy. About how long do they last usually, even like this? A lot longer than you'll probably want to keep it. Um, You know, I have uh, TVs that are past a decade now, and the technology is ancient in them, but they just keep on working. It's very rare. Back when we, you remember when we used to have those picture tube TVs, you know, the ones that were really heavy and um, the, you know, the screen would be pretty small in the front, but it would be a big cabinet the TV would be in? Yes. Okay. So those TVs, uh, which really started fading out, I guess, uh, early last decade, those TVs were not reliable. The TVs we have today that are basically computer monitors right. are overwhelmingly reliable. Okay. So don't let somebody sell you up. Just figure out the size and always buy a bigger screen size than you think you're going to want. Okay. Yep. How big a screen have you okay. been thinking about having? Um, maybe 40-something inches. Oh, you got to oh, at least go 55. You're killing me. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't 55 watch TV inch. That much. Yeah, so what? <laughs> when you watch it, you'll really like it. Cuz 55-inch TVs, you know, Black Friday week, they're going to be uh the first digit's going to be a 1. It's okay. going to be 100 and something. <laughs> well, I have to find someone to hang it for me too, which is the hard part. Or you don't have like a piece of furniture it can just sit on cuz they're so thin now. Yeah, that's true. As long as it's not going to fall. <laughs> no. Guess. Unless you have young kids you're worried about pulling a TV over on themselves, because that can be dangerous. TVs right. are really light now. Um, they are really good. They pull almost no energy, so the electricity bill from them is nothing. But if you do want uh, a much smaller TV, something like a 40-inch TV, those may be as cheap as 100 bucks. Black oh Friday. Oh gosh. Week. Okay, well maybe then I'll go up in size if it's going to be that cheap. But since TV doesn't mean that much to you, wait till that week and let your wallet mean a lot to you. Camilo joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Camilo. Hey, Clark. Good to speak to you. Well, great to have you here. You have uh, something that all of us wish we could have once we know about them. What is that? An HSA. Yeah, they are so great. Have you ever had one before? Yes, and I currently have one through my employer's uh, high deductible plan. Uh, But my question is to see where is the best place to, to really have one? I'm not sure if I'm getting the lowest fees right now. So with an HSA... The question I have to ask you first is, are you using the HSA money for current medical expenses each year, or are you using the HSA 
where you just put the money in it and you leave it be? The second one, planning to leave it be for a long time. I can that makes you that makes you brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So one place you can look is Lively. Don't know if you've heard me talk about them before. Yes, I have. All right, com. Uh, were you happy or unhappy with their fees? No, I have. I do not use Lively, but okay. I'm saying I have heard you talk about them. Okay. Oh, and with my current provider, I don't know. It's a little mystery. I think I'd have to really call them and see. On the side, I couldn't figure it out. Okay. So that would be one thing I'd look at. The other is look at Vanguard. Since you were interested in investing, look at what Vanguard offers. They now have a full briefing landing page on HSAs. And if you're putting money in one that you're going to have grow for years, and I should explain why to people who are like, what is this? What's this about? Okay, so if you take out an HSA-qualified health insurance plan or your employer provides one, it makes you eligible to put money in an account that you get a tax, you get to put pre-tax dollars in it up front, it grows tax-free, and then spent on eligible medical expenses, you spend it tax-free. It is the best deal we've ever been offered on any kind of tax-advantaged account. So you then want to make sure you get the max benefit out of it, and that's why you want as low a cost of an HSA as you can get, and the money should be invested in your case since you're going to park the money and let it grow for years and years and years. So go look at the Vanguard briefing, and then there's a, um, a button at the very bottom that's like a hyperlink that you can go see what's available in a Vanguard HSA. Great. And, and Claude, you know, since I have the plan through my employer, I can kind of go and do my HSA part on my own through the Vanguard just because I'm in the eligible plan? It depends on what your employer offers, how their plan's structured. Gotcha. And do they offer you some money? Do they put some money in it each year, or is it up to yes, you? Yes, they do. So They do. So with a plan that the employer puts money into, usually what that would mean is that you can have the money that goes into the HSA the employer provides, and then you can have your own that takes you up to the maximum you can contribute each year. Almost nobody does that because of the extra work, but right. that would be how you would be able to get in one that would be lower cost and be more towards the objectives you're trying to reach. But these great. things are great. I've never been able to do an HSA-eligible plan. I wish I could have been able to do that because it is such an enormous tax benefit. It's time for Clark.com slash ask. That's where you post a question for me, and Joel asks it for you. All right, Clark. AJ wrote in. He says, I received a text indicating that a person I do not know sent me $220 with Zelle. 
I've never used Zelle, nor have I created an account with Zelle. There was a link to visit to accept the money. I don't know if this is a scam or not, but I don't plan on clicking the link. I wanted to share this with you in case it's a scam. That does not compute. Okay, uh, Zelle is a problem every minute of every day. Zelle is this very poorly thought out attempt by the banks out of great fear that they were losing market share to Cash App and Venmo. In this case, there are two possibilities. One, someone mistakenly put in your information to send it to you. And in the event that it's somebody you don't even know, you could run off with money that's ill-gotten gains. The more likely thing, although that does happen, the more likely thing is that this is a scamster trying to get your personal information to then steal money from you. Do not click on that link. If a friend really is sending you money and you haven't accepted it, they'll get in touch with you and let you know. And you'd likely know that a friend owed you money or a family member owed you money and they were sending it to you. All right, Clark, Linda wrote in and says, Clark, I called Equifax to lift my credit freeze. They only asked for my social security number and address. I thought I would have to give my PIN on the phone. If someone has my social security number and address, they could lift my freeze and apply for credit in my name. Why aren't they asking for my PIN? So Equifax, (laughs) Equifax is changing how they handle security freezes or credit freezes and in the interim period they don't seem to have any good security on you lifting a freeze so it's just unbelievable after everything Equifax has been through and I had another complaint about someone going to lift their freeze online and Equifax didn't even want their pin code anymore I'm very worried about this, and Joel, I'd like us to have a conversation with Equifax and give an update on this on the air. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.